Oh man, oh man, fellas, we, like we gotta we gotta start this show off a little different, okay? Because I've been watching I've been watching this Would You Rather uh, Twitter page. It is I mean not Twitter the Would You Rather TikTok page. You know the two dudes. It's like one of them got like his hair is is dyed. They from Wisconsin or they live in Wisconsin. I ain't watched it. Oh, it's, it's pretty funny, bro. It's pretty. It, the questions be kind of thought provoking. Like it, like the one of them that I found particularly interesting was, uh, would you rather have to fight a duck every time you get? Oh, fight a chicken every time you get in your car, or once a month you got to survive being in a room with a bull in a classroom for thirty seconds. Which thirty one would seconds. You I'm at to fight the chicken, bro. Wait, you have to fight a chicken? Yeah, every time you get in your car, it's a pissed off chicken waiting in that, just waiting there, waiting, trying to, trying to, trying to take you out the game. And then our other option is to fight a bull or to take For, on a bull. Now, mind you, every time you get in your car, so whenever you like, all right, I'm finna get up and go leave. Like, all right, word, the chicken gonna be waiting there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I ain't gonna lie, that sounds like lifetime chicken strips. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> honestly bro honestly i gotta go with the chicken right because bulls really to. bulls ain't even really as violent and territorial of animal as people make them out to be but when they do get mad yeah that's, that's look, right look, here's the thing here's the thing you either got the choice of being annoyed for the rest of your life every morning you just gonna be annoyed or you got the chance to have a 30 second increment every month where you might die and and that's the thing though. That's the thing. To me, if I gotta fight the chicken, I'm all right. Cause like really, I ain't gotta fight you. I just gotta get you out of my whip for real. Right. All I gotta do is like, you just you... gotta grab it and just throw it out the window exactly. real quick. And you good. <laughs> you tripping. Chickens can't even fly, so you ain't gotta roll the window up. You just yeah. like you can lead up with no down. All he gonna do is hop high. You hit it with a stiff arm and you just drive on out your way, man. No, man. I think the favorite thing I seen, have you seen the the, the TikTok trend where the audio is like for some reason it's like two dudes laying in the same bed and he be like, All right, bro, I'm about to go to bed and he turn around. And then he turned back around and this homie be doing something weird. <laughs> yeah. You see, that? bro, is this one <laughs> with this dude with his girl? And she like, all right, bro, I'm about to go to bed. And they kiss or whatever. And she roll around and she like, oh, yeah, I forgot. And she turned around and he in the middle of a war zone game. <laughs> I got to yeah, send yeah, it to you, dog. Yeah. No, I seen that. I seen that. I seen that. It's like, good night, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. I I'll tell lie. you what. Yeah, a lot of people be hating on Gen Z, man. I rock with them just for TikTok alone. They are an impressive group. And granted, we had that in Vine. Like, let's be honest, TikTok yeah. is baby Vine, right? But it's still funny. Like, it's still hilarious. It's, it's funny, bro. The the funniest one to me, the one that I rock with the most is the funniest, the killers escaping. That one is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> it be random, like just random stuff. Like, people don't be doing nothing, just the killers escaping. They the dancing, that, doing like all types. The thing of I like about the thing I like about TikTok the most, bro, you can go viral at any point off any yeah. video. Yeah. Like literally, like I know some friends of mine, they had a viral video, like a hundred k, two hundred k video, and it was just a general video. It just be random. Like oh. it definitely promotes your stuff faster. You know the you know the other one that had me dying the uh, the one where it's like uh, we. 
Pop, pop, and then oh like, yeah, <laughs> you, know, you need to leave. Up, yeah, they pull, pull up the sound from that town hall where a yeah. was like the dude was like, my son comes home and cries every night because of the racism that he experiences, and then um, the the dude behind him was like. Well, why don't you go back to Mexico? Yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody was so pissed. And the crazy part is, bro, was like genuinely perplexed. Yeah, he was like, "Why y'all mad at me?" Yeah. Granny, Granny hit him with that. You need to leave. (laughs) Oh my god, it's classic. The the latest one I see was uh, this dude walked up to his uh, parent-teacher conference. And he uh, walked up behind a teacher, and the teacher was mad thick, and he was like, Weave. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine here, you need to leave, and you can't ever go back to your kid's school. Yikes. Yikes. Hope them cakes was worth it, bro. Blanco, appreciate the resub. Hope them cakes was worth it. All right, listen, we, we got to get into the show. We got to get into By the way, if y'all wonder what our pre-production is like immediately after we finish whatever we got going on, this is generally what we do. We just yeah. talk about whatever, and, and we do that for a good little second. But we got a lot of sports to get into, man. We got This weekend couldn't have gotten no wilder. Get it? No wilder? <laughs> no? Yeah. Anywho, uh, we got some fight news to talk about. I mean, Deontay Wilder gets uh, he gets knocked out again. Uh, that's that's a tough thing to handle. But uh, he ain't the only champ to go down because Alabama loses to Texas A&M. Saban going to be repoing some chargers. Them challengers that y'all see in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> Yay! They're going back. And we got a few other upsets. And we also got some unheralded hype here because we got a, a, a legitimate Heisman candidate that, for whatever reason, a lot of the national media isn't talking about. We'll discuss that, too. And the Chiefs. Alexa, play deads because those young men are in trouble. You understand? There is there is something going on there. And I'm not just talking about Sorensen getting cooked by every pass catcher within a 10-mile radius. So uh, we, we definitely got a lot to talk about. We're going to look at the uh, division leaders and see if they have a good chance of, of lasting, as well as Ben Simmons is allegedly coming back. Apparently, them first couple games. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> you know, dun, gonna... dun, dun, dun. Hey, listen, we'll see what's going on, but that's all we got going on for the day. That's all a good show to y'all. Sound wonderful. We're we going to try to Fantastic. keep it within an hour. We're going to try to keep it within an hour. I promise you, we're going to try our hardest, but there's so much going on in the world today. You know, it's so much drama in the LBC. It's kind of hard. Be... Anyway, um, <laughs> so we're going to start off with Alabama losing to Texas A&M, okay? Now, this was Alabama's first loss in, I want to say, almost 20 games. Uh, And with that being said, this is not a loss that people saw coming. This isn't a loss to a number two ranked Georgia. This is a loss to a Texas A&M team who's lost to Mississippi State. Like, this is a Texas A&M team that had high hopes and expectations coming into the season, but got taken out to the woodshed by... Uh, both Mississippi State and Arkansas. So a lot of folks are looking at um, Nick Saban, Bill O'Brien and company saying they look funny in the light. So, fellas, I'm going to ask y'all, is this a one-off? Is this like a one-game slip? Or is this indicative of this may be a tough season for Alabama going down the stretch? Um, Before we start off, I do want to say my condolences to to Blanco 
only because he had a parlay in for college football on Saturday and every team won except Alabama. So, uh, so Blanco, much love to you, man. But I, I think this is a one-off. We have been in a trend in sports, like we were talking about last week across every sports. These weird losses have been happening here and there. But um, Saban is the coach to to right the wrong of the ship uh, with everything they got going on. And I only say it's a one-off because you don't see a team as talented as Alabama and everything they've accomplished over the course of the past decade, especially these past two years, give up 41 points to the Aggies. That's not something that we're going to see happen again. I don't think we're going to see them give up 41 points to any team throughout the uh, throughout the rest of the season. I don't know if it was a <clears throat> homecoming is a around this time, isn't it? Yeah, it had to be something going on at that school to where that team was not performing. But I think that that statement is going to write that wrong. And I don't see this happening again to any team, especially alone, especially a team like uh, Texas A&M. Okay. All right. Chris, what you thinking, man? Was this also Blanco got to be one of the most unlucky human beings on earth. Do you know how unlucky you got to be for your parlay to get cooked by Bama? Oh my well, Lord. I, I was about to start off by Blanco free game for you, big fella. You know, I, I, I'm the resident betting man on the show. I don't bet crazy money, but free game for you. If you ain't taking Bama spread and just taking it a single, don't bet on Bama, bro, because it's too risky. The odds against Bama is always going to be stacked real high. It's not worth it. Because if you put Bama in the parlay, you really only add an extra 10 to $12 to your winnings. So you lost a whole slip for 10 to $12. Ain't really worth it. That's why I said, don't touch Bama unless you're doing a single on the spread when they blowing somebody out. But anyway, back to business. Uh, no, I think this is a one-off. Um, Bama looked like they was kind of just already popping bottles like the national championship was there. A lot of crazy losses been going on. They was undefeated. I think Bama was just, we even talked them up on the show, like, could anybody stop Bama? It's like they were rolling over teams at a, a high impact speed. It's just like, man, Bama is really that deal more than they've always been that deal this year. And it was just crazy to see that. So I think this is a wake-up call for them. It'd be a one-off for them because they realized, like, okay, teams is really going to send their best at us. They always going to play us tough no matter who it is. Because if I'm if I'm not mistaken, Bama was 19-point favorites in this game, which means yeah. Vegas didn't think this was going to be close. Because Texas A&M was coming into this game off two back-to-back losses. They started yeah. the season 3-0. and They got to, I want to say, like, number five or – uh, six in the in the top twenty five, and then Arkansas beats them twenty to ten. They lose to Mississippi State twenty six to twenty two. If you tell me a team coming off two straight losses playing Bama, I'm I I take twenty points. I'll take it. I'll take it. Man, well, me too. Me too. Looks like looks like Bama took it to the house, and that's or Blanco couldn't took take it. the house right now. Sick Blanco took it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry, Blanco. I'm sorry. That's. Again, you that's like one of those things that like if your parlay get cooked by Alabama, I wouldn't leave the house the next day because I, I just feel like this is some final destination. I'm cursed type of time. Also, we was laughing so hard at those TikToks. I forgot to do the intro, but we're going to keep the show rolling anyway because <laughs> everybody knows who we are by now for the most part. But anywho, um, so with that being said. Do you think that Bama is still the favorite to win the SEC? Or are you now looking like, mm, I don't know, Georgia might have something for him? Because at the end of the day, that's gonna be uh that's gonna be a situation where Bama's probably gonna get back to the SEC championship game 
And with that being said, are they going to have enough to take down the Georgia team that's allowing about five points a game right now? Um, <clears throat> I think the SEC championship game comes down to Georgia and Alabama and I have Alabama winning that game. But at the same time, I got Georgia going undefeated the rest of this year. The rest of their schedule is not that tough up until up until the SEC championship game. You know, I here's here's all I'm gonna say. Shout out to our fellow technician DeAndre Square. He is the captain and the one of the leaders of that Kentucky defense. Don't sleep on Kentucky. Don't sleep on Kentucky. I I know historically that's a basketball school. I know, I know, I know. All I'm saying is they got a running back that's 240 pounds, always falls forward. And that defense, like I said, DeAndre Square leading them. They got they're very good defense. They're very good defense. So Georgia, other than uh other than Florida and Kentucky, they do not play another ranked team uh for the rest of the season. So you the you do have some points is, there. Kentucky's always the underdog in all of their games. They was the underdog Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's Kentucky. It's crazy. It's Kentucky. They're, again, they're, they're a lot like another school that we're about to talk about in a little bit here. But regardless of what they do, they're, they'll always be known as a basketball school, and they will never quite get the respect on the gridiron. It doesn't make sense. It's not fair. It isn't right. But it is what it is. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think that they can do something to reverse that this year. But even still, unless they win a national championship, nobody going to be looking at them like, oh, yeah, they're a football school now. Like, that's just not the case. That's that's never going to be the case um, at Kentucky. Give me just a second here, fellas. For whatever reason, my rundown has signed me out and we're back in. So uh, we talked about Kentucky and how they're always known as a basketball school. Another basketball school is excelling this year football, and that's the mighty Michigan State Spark. Now, fellas, they got a legitimate Heisman candidate in Lil' Kenny Walker. Transfers from Wake Forest. He's now leading the nation in rushing with 913 yards, more than 110 or 120 yards more than the next closest man to him. He has uh, tied for third in the nation in rushing touchdowns with nine. And Michigan State is finding a way to throw the ball as well. Is this Michigan State team for real? Do they need to get more love nationally? Um, Michigan State does need to get more love simply for the fact that throughout this point, they are undefeated um, <clears throat> through this many games in the season. I do think that um, the Heisman candidate is being slept on, but it's, it's for a reason. They've played some good games, but the only win that we really walked away from saying Michigan State might be serious is here is the Miami win. I think we need to get through the Michigan game, the Ohio State game, before we start to have serious conversations about whether or not this team is serious. But I, I we're going to find that out in two weeks is that Michigan versus Michigan State game, I think is going to decide who we're going to see coming out the Big Ten. And I know it sounds crazy, but it's, well, first of all, it's some Ohio State hate coming from me. And two, I honestly think this is the year that that Michigan beats Ohio State after uh, 50, 11 seasons. I don't know. Hey, hey, listen, listen. Again, y'all know that I love anywhere that my technicians are. I'm going to show them love. I'm going to love on them. And we send a bunch of guys to the to uh, the Michigan Wolverines. Man, they ain't, beat, they ain't beat Ohio State since we were, what, 12? Like, it's it's been a while. It's It's been a, a very, very – no, it, they, they beat them at, oh, 
what was it, 08, 09, when Denar Robinson was there? I, I mean, think so. It's think been it's a minute. Way. It's yeah. been a minute. So, I mean, I, you know, it's a tough time there. It's a tough time there. Chris, the former Spartan himself, tell us, what, what are you thinking about these Spartans? Are they for real? You the betting man. You the man that put his money where his mouth is. Would you put your, your money on these Spartans um, doing something serious and making some noise the rest of the season? Yeah, I am a Sparty fan, man, but... I mean, Michigan State football is back. This is what Michigan State football does, man. They have those down years, then they come back off the gate swing, swinging. So um, I will say they need more recognition. They might have the best running back in the country this year, which is which is not abnormal for them. They've had some power backs and some big backs to come out of Michigan State. Yeah. But, however, they ain't played nobody that, for me, moves the needle too much. They played one That's tough right. game, That's right. and they haven't really played anybody to get me excited, like, oh, I'm going to go to Vegas and put some money on Michigan State. So until I see them play their big games, which they're coming up, when I see them play their big games, then I'll, then I'll be a believer. But until then, I don't know, man. Um, as far as Michigan State goes, that defense has been aggressive and – it hasn't really seen a tough offensive line yet. However, after I saw Iowa, man, I don't know what team is really gonna beat Iowa in the mm. in in the Midwest. Like I really don't. Iowa okay. looks they look real good, man. And Penn State, they did lose a couple players in that game, but Iowa looked tough, man. And they had the energy from the crowd. Like Iowa just that team. You know. You know, the thing that that is like, I, I do agree that, that Michigan State does need a little more national recognition, but also the end of their schedule is just a slaughter fest. This is, right. just, I mean, you've got number eight, October 30th, right? And then you say, oh, well, you get a quote unquote game off against Purdue, who's known for pulling an upset around that time of the year. And then you got Maryland, who's been bad, who's exceeded most people's expectations for the most part. And then your last two games of the year are against Ohio State and Penn State. That's tough. That's a that's a tough way to finish out your season. And we I talked about Kenneth Walker Jr. or the third rather transferring from uh Wake Forest. Wake Forest has a very similar setup. Wake Forest is currently undefeated. They are currently uh, atop the ACC Atlantic, and yet, if you look at their schedule coming down the stretch, it's that's tough. They're they have a bunch of games. I'm and I I'm not saying a bunch of lightly. They have a bunch of games where they're going to be underdogs coming down the stretch, just like Michigan State. They're going to be favored against Army. They're going to be favored against Duke. They're probably going to be favored against UNC. Then they got NC State, Clemson, and BC back to back. I mean, woof. Those two teams, it's, it's going to be tough going down the stretch. But again, we wanted to give some love to Kenneth Walker Jr. Because we appreciate the running game here. All right? We appreciate. We don't need to see 90,000 passing yards in order for us to think that you deserve a shot at the Heisman. And now we're going to go up to the professional level uh, to a guy that never won the Heisman, but he got an MVP and he got a Super Bowl trophy. What's going on with Pat Mahomes? What's what's going on with y'all brother in business, Pat Mahomes? <laughs> Come, hey, hey, man. First of all, before we discuss anything football related, light skin and beige is two different things, man. We are not we are not uh, linking arms with Pat Mahomes right now, bro. Oh wow. Okay. Listen, listen, all listen, right. listen. All I right. will not go by the beige bandits. I will not. <laughs> <laughs> I will not. <laughs> 
Again, I said y'all brother in beige this. You know what I mean? I ain't want to call y'all the beige bandits. I know y'all rock with that Chris, but I'm just saying, what's going on with him? It? It's been a very tough season so far. Who could have imagined that a team that is going to back-to-back Super Bowl appearances, that has a quarterback that's gotten paid so much money, he's now a partial owner of the, the baseball team in their city. What <laughs> is going on with Man, I, this with this Chiefs team? I honestly uh I, I don't have a solid reason, man. I think it's a mix of one, them being uh, entirely too reliant on throwing the ball and the injury to Clyde Zalera, uh last night definitely didn't help that. But um, I think it's just a matter if they've been so successful the course of the past few years and they still got a fairly young team and a lot of core pieces. I think they just hit that space where a lot of teams around them in the NFL are getting hungrier because it's been the, the, the NFL was pretty um. What's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's a lot of parody in the NFL. A lot of parody, yeah. Yeah. So I think a lot of these teams around them have been hungry because if you look at the past four or five seasons in the NFL, we've been talking about the same teams repeatedly. And I think that the that these teams are attacking the Chiefs because they look at that schedule and say, hey, we got these guys tonight. We got an MVP. We got a former champion on the schedule. And they coming at them with that hunger and that drive. And I don't think those people on the Chiefs have – that switch that they could turn on that we've seen uh, from those veteran teams in the past. For example, I'm sure the teams approach the Buccaneers on the same level, but the Buccaneers have the personnel and the leaders to say, hey, we need to play this way in order to in order to combat that. And I just don't think that the Chiefs have that switch in them yet, because even though they've had success, they got leaders on their team that's 24 or 25 years old, been in the league three, three seasons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to jump in here because I believe that the Chiefs' problem is, and I, I hate to say this, especially in a football sense, they lack diversity. They and, and I mean that. They lack diversity in their receivers. They have a bunch of small guys that will take the top off the defense. None of them are very polished route runners outside of Tyreek Hill. None of them are good at making the contested catches. Outside of Tyreek Hill, they struggle. They struggle. And, and so if you say, all right, we're going to play off. We're going to double Kelsey. We're going to make sure that we keep Tyreek Hill contained over the top. If y'all can, if your receivers can get open underneath, y'all will take us all day. Y'all can do what you want offensively. That's what teams are doing. That's what teams are giving the Chiefs. And the Chiefs ain't been able to burn them. The Chiefs ain't been able to burn them. So that's that's a real tough time there. You're you're looking at a situation where at the end of the day, Josh Gordon was supposed to help with that because I mean he's finally been reinstated for the 5th 11 time by the NFL. And he's a bigger body receiver. But I I think that the 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 lack of diversity amongst the receivers, the inability to run the ball, and then the last thing, their defense is just atrocious. And I don't mean just personnel-wise. Their schemes are also not good. Sorensen should never be deep half or deep third of anything. That is not Sorensen's role in life. He wears the number 49. That tells you all you need to know about where that... That young man needs to be playing in the box, downhill, no frills. Give him a neck roll so he knows where he belongs. Okay? But (laughs) every time you see him deep, Tyron Matthew is going... What are y'all doing? He's getting cooked out there. So, I mean, that's just the reality of what I think that that team's problem is. Chris, what's going on with the Chiefs, man? What, what's going on with them? Man, I wanted to say a LeBron line, like when they lost to the Orlando Magic that one season, he bought a piece of paper and just threw it in the trash and said, that's what we do in one of them games. But I'm worried. 
I'm real worried. Um, Josh Allen looked like Tom Brady in his prime last night. It, it was it was sad. It was, it was sad. That defense is horrible. That defense might be top three worst defenses in the league right now. Not to mention, Mahomes can only throw the ball that Hill and Kelsey seem like. Nobody else can get the ball. What's going on? Teams teams figured out, like, okay, we're just going to play deep on Tyreek, and we're going to just man up with Kelsey. Let him catch it underneath every time. He don't got no moves, and he's not lightning fast. So, hey, what is he going to do on open field? And let's talk about it. You said that, that that Chiefs defense is the bottom three defense in the league. When it comes to terms of uh, points allowed per game, 32.6, they're the worst defense in the league in that regard. When it comes to uh, rushing yards allowed per game, 141, they're the fourth worst defense in the league as far as that goes. When it comes to passing yards allowed per game, 296.4, they're the fourth worst in that category. When you're talking about overall yards allowed in the league, they are allowing 437, second worst behind only the Seahawks. And that's one four four two. That average out to about a three, don't it? Yeah. Man, yeah. They, they that that's scary. I mean, to have and you know what it shows? They stacked that offense so tight, they didn't go aggressively enough on defense. They bought in a lot of offensive pieces in the offseason. And they but, didn't focus on defense. But you know what, though? And and, and Blanco, we're going to get to John Gruden in just a minute. We're going to get to John Gruden. Don't worry. Don't Hold on. We coming to John Gruden, you know. In the words of Sauce Walker, shut the redacted up before I get to talking about you because we coming, <laughs> John Gruden. But uh, this Chiefs team, it's, the thing that is so interesting to me, they paid Chris Jones big money. They drafted Bolton in the first round. And again, it's not that their players are just terrible, that their personnel is just horribly bad to me defensively. The problem to me is what are y'all doing in these situations to have players doing things that they don't do well? Why? Why? Why are y'all not blitzing Bolton more? I understand at Missouri he wasn't, he wasn't always coming downhill. The boy looked like he's swimming in coverage. He looked like he, he looked like he, everybody else is running on dry land, and he he's in a pool trying to catch up to everybody else. That's what it looked like when he had covered, and that's their first round pick. So they've invested draft capital in that defense. It just has not manifested itself because for whatever reason, their schemes just somehow always leave somebody uh, more open. Than, never mind. We're not even going to talk about. Uh, they, they, they just leave folks yeah, like, wide open. Yes, I, I, I see where he's going. They, they just leave we're folks good, wide open. Exactly. <laughs> they leave folks wide open. And I'm sick of it. They're two and three and bottom of the AFC West at the moment. So, fellas, do y'all think that this Chiefs team makes the playoffs? Yeah, I think they do, man. I mean, I don't see a world where Patrick Mahomes not in the playoffs this year. Um uh, they, all they got to do is go on, like, a, a five-game run and really – the problem is they come out there the first two quarters and really just lollygag. Like, if they came out the they're, first two quarters like they do switch. the third and fourth quarters, then then there'd be no problem. That's that Super Bowl back-to-back, and we lost to Brady, so it's, it's okay. That's that. That's what that is. And they got to realize is everybody hungry now, everybody catching up, everybody mm-hmm. understand what they're doing. Andy Reid don't got no new playbook, so, I mean – 
You might have some new tricks, but it ain't ain't nothing too abnormal for Andy Reid. So I, I mean, I got the Chiefs making the playoffs. It's gonna it's hard to not see the Chiefs make the playoffs, especially I I know you know when you in a game of watching sports, you in sports media, it's kind of hard to not overreact to to a team this talented being two and three through five weeks. Mm-hmm. But I do have them at the very least getting a wild card spot because the Chargers do look nice this year. The only thing that I'm apprehensive about saying like they'll definitely make the playoffs, it's going to be hard for a team to get a wild card spot the way that AFC North is looking. Yeah. 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 And you know what? And you know what? I 100% agree with you to the point where I'm mad because you just took my whole point there. The whole thing of what I was just about to say, this isn't even about the Chiefs. This isn't even about me saying the Chiefs are a bad team and I don't think they can make up ground. Here's the thing. The Broncos without Teddy Bridgewater are, are dead in the water. The The Raiders, I don't know what's going on with them. I, again, John Gruden, just hold on. You know, it's like when your mama pick you up from school after you was like cutting up and she like, don't worry about it. Just wait till we get home. John Gruden, you just sit in this car right here. Wait till we get home because we coming. But um, other than that, you look around the AFC and you've got uh, the, the AFC North three and two puts you at third right now. I mean, and even if the Ravens lose tonight, three and two still is going to be one through three all right there. And granted, that's only one game up on uh, where the Chiefs are now. But honestly and truly, as the season goes on, and this is statistically proven, the later it gets in the season, the more passing percentages drop. That's just a fact. As it gets colder, as weather gets more adverse, and as stadium like Arrowhead, the ability to do what they do throwing the ball, the ability for Tyreek Hill to outrun everybody and their mama, it, it goes down and down and down and down. Historically speaking, the Chiefs have been one of the best teams in the first month of the year or the first month of the season. In the month of September, Patrick Mahomes had lost, I want to say, no games as a starter before this year. None. Wow. And then he lost two and his first game in October this year. Because guess what? He's aware that what he does, it gets harder because of stuff that's not even in their control going forward. So... I mean, and, of and course. Patrick Mahomes is aware from Texas, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's from Texas. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, that makes sense. Those road games are going to be tough. It, it, don't, it don't ever get that cold in Kansas City. Again, at the end of the day, this is a Kansas City team that you look at there, you look at the rest of their schedule, you look at when it's going to start getting cold out. They got to go to Green Bay. We all know how I get in Lambeau. They got to go to uh, Denver. Or they get Denver at home in December. But, I mean, it's, again, it's Arrowhead. You're going to get some adverse weather out there. You got to go to Pittsburgh. I'm just saying, you got a situation where you're going to have you're gonna have some very adverse weather for a team that loves to throw the ball. So, and also, like Chris said, you hoping on a wing and a prayer, Tyreek and Kelsey don't get hurt. Because if either one of them get hurt, the offense is cooked. The hey, whole listen, thing. they so cooked, honestly. His if, if Kelsey or Hill go down, because the Ravens got Sammy Watkins, I almost want to say Mahomes receiving court will be on par with the Ravens. Like, like to keep it a beam. Think about it. Sammy Watkins on a good day can match up with Hill on a bad day or Kelsey on a bad day. And one of them go down and Watkins on his best and Hill or Kelsey is on having a bad day. 
that's equivalent to almost what the Ravens got. Ooh, that's ooh, I know that you hurt. got Hardman. I know you got Hardman, and I know you got a couple other guys that's all right. But, but again, you got Hollywood they, Brown too. So and again, I mean, they they all do the same thing. All their receivers could take the top off, but if you say, "Hey, we're gonna go cover four. Let's see what you can do. <laughs> Let's see what these guys can do underneath." You're going to have a good day. You're going to have a, a really, really good day there. And then Orlando Brown at left tackle, we ain't even going to talk about it right now. We're we, we going we gonna to keep it pushing past that. But we left this off the rundown, and, and, and this is why we're thankful for you, Blanco. We appreciate it because John Gruden and his comments about DeMorris Smith. Now, granted, it was from 2011 when he was not a head coach. It was from a decade ago. But he says that DeMora Smith runs his big lips like Michigan t- or like Michelin tires, or he has lips like Michelin tires, rather. Is this a big deal? Is this something that you're like, eh, no big deal? Or is this something that you're like, nah, dog, you, you might have to resign after this? When, when was the set? Uh, the email was from 2011. It was in the email? Yes. Um, well, we're, we're talking about the sport of football, so no, he's not going to resign. Uh, uh apology is going to have to be made. Um, it, it's kind of especially you got to think of the, the time period in which things were said. Oh, he um, just parted ways, he just parted ways. Breaking news, John Groom, John Groom just parted ways. Just Stop. now, yeah, parting ways after review of email shows of use of racism and anti gay language. Oh my lord! Oh my yeah. lord! Yeah, yeah. Well, I just got the alert. Well, <sighs> looks like things just got a little bit easier for the Chiefs now, didn't it? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> oh man! That's crazy. That's cr- oh, he sent multiple emails. Oh my god! Yeah, oh several, my several, bro. <laughs> And you know what? This this brings me to a different topic here. What is up with people not realizing it's the year of our Lord yeah. and Savior, 2021? <laughs> Everything that you can say or do is pretty much recorded. Unless you chilling with somebody and it's just you and them, no mics in the vicinity, no cameras in the vicinity. Unless you in the coach's office, whatever you say, is be- you doing this through email? Yeah, yo, work email, bro. That's like signing up for a Brazzers account with your work email. Like, bro, the, <laughs> the servers can see this. And, and just because it say delete in sixty days, don't mean it delete sixty days. That don't mean that, <laughs> right? Oh my god! Oh my god! Hey, well, you, shout out, shout out to Blanco Schefter for breaking the news yeah. to us, man. Shout out to Blanco Schefter. But Jesus. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, that's not even my my whole point. Is I was I was going to make a whole point. We had a whole thing, but the second we was doing, hey, we it got answered for us. Wow, wow, exactly. The question was really, is John Gruden going to resign? And boom, he's out. Yeah, here's, I, here's I, I, was, I was just going to I was just going to say in a private email, if you make any comment about a, a black person and having big lips, you know that's something related to racial. So if it's in a private private email, you know it was meant for a harmful intent. Here's here's my question. What else did he say? Because it wasn't just that. Let's be honest. When it no, was no, no, that, no, you can bounce back I, you, from you, that. 
That's what I'm saying. You, Everybody you was like, can't, oh, it's 10 years ago. Oh, it's okay. Like, you what can't, else you did can't you even, say? You can't even say some of the stuff he said on, 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 on live, on Twitch. I promise you that. Because if he, because you know how long he's been with the league, if he says something, like, you know that had to be terrible for, you know, for him to resign. Oh, my Lord. Oh, oh my Lord. Raiders coach John Gruden emails included homophobic and misogynistic comments. Oh, my God. My God. My God. <laughs> he did not say. As a sports show that's called Facts Over Acts, though, could we just take a brief second to to acknowledge, like, are we surprised? Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. We've been over this already. There are certain people. We know that we are not the folks who give everyone the benefit of the doubt. That's not this three right Right. here. Right. But my question is, because for years we've all known that this stuff was being said. We all know that. Right. We all know it. Right. But we all knew that coaches had the common sense to say these things behind closed doors where nobody could. That's a private email. But it's not, though. It's not because hear me out. Here's the difference. So I had a coach and I'm not going to say where, but I had a coach say something that was extremely negative, extremely negative about gay people. Okay, And one of the best players in the room at the time is gay, right? And that was like the team knew about it. The team knew what he said, but like nobody is like itching to like, hey, bro, we we finna get bro out of here. Them emails, the emails, when it goes to that server, when you're emailing from your work account, be it a ESPN, be it an NFL, be it a you're emailing from an account that other people have access to. Again, we could say I'm wilding for but, comparing it to signing up for browsers with your job, but think about it. Your it, job server going to get the email. But, 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 but here's, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. How old is how old is John Gruden? Uh, John Gruden got to be like, what, 60? He's he 58, so let's say he's 60, right? Okay, yeah. How many people you know that's 60 or around that age? Uh well I, I I don't know too many but I I get where you're going with you. How many how many have asked you uh questions about basic technological information? Oh a lot. A lot almost all. So of. do we really think that he has the wherewithal? Do we and really think that he thing. has the wherewithal that's- to be like, "Yo, let me let me make sure I'm not sending this from the work email." But that's the thing. In 2011, I can get jiggy with that. Like, it's 10 right. years ago. A lot of people weren't even, like, older people weren't aware. that like, oh, everything I sent from a work email, my job is keeping track of. Cool. Whatever. What ten, was he ten doing year, after that? 10 years ago, older folks was telling us we need to put them video games down and the computers down because it ain't going to make us no money. And literally all three of us are working from computers. We're on Twitch right now. Yeah. And, and not to mention in our actual personal lives outside. We're of this, on computers. We work, in, we work in computers all day. We got a tech recruiter, an engineer, and um, a quality control analyst for yeah. that's, that. I mean, uh, you, you got three guys who work for computers all day. You know what I mean? Like, the calluses on my hands are for football. They are not from <laughs> working in the field all day. That is not what that is. Hey, JFF, we love you, dog. You know you older than the moon plus the sun, but we know you got the wherewithal to not be wilding in the emails, man. We know you. Man, John Gruden, bro. Why? Why? Again, I just, 
you know, I find it so interesting because number one, we know that he's going to get another job. Like worst case scenario, he's going to end up being the sports guy for Fox News. Like that's that's the worst case scenario for him here. Um, and I doubt it. I doubt it. It is an opening though, since um, that. What's the name? <laughs> right. I, I beg it. your I pardon. Face I beg your pardon. You you think he gonna have a hard time getting a job at Fox Sports or Fox News? They oh, hire they hire Clay Travis, bro. He's gonna get a job. He's gonna <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I'm not doubting that he's not gonna get a job. But I don't think he's just gonna be a right-in candidate right away. Like, oh, I, no, honestly, no, 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 yeah, no. that's what I'm saying. He's gonna have to work for a little bit. It's gonna have time. Gonna have to pass too as well. He's gonna have to come out and get his uh, public apology. He's gonna have to come out and own yeah. up to it and take mm-hmm. it to the chin. So I think I do think he'll get a job, but I don't think he'd be have as much reign at that job right away either. Like, oh, absolutely. The guy I you mean, just no, named, no. he had freedom as soon as he got there. You know. What I mean? Now, now let's not play. Let's not play a game like John Gruden ain't gonna lose no money. He had a hundred million dollar ten year contract with the Raiders. Like that, he's not gonna get ten mil wherever he goes. Sure, sure. That's that's understandable. But I I just uh, again the we all know that racism, sexism, homophobia, all those things, we all know that they're illogical. We know that, right? But again, I have st- I have said this and I stand by this. I have never hated any individual or group of people enough to say things about them publicly that would risk my ability to feed myself and my family. I've never hated anybody that much. Nobody. No. Like it's been people that like if we behind closed doors, yeah, you know, I I do not like that guy. He's a terrible human being. He is this. He is that. I have not met one group of people that I'm like. I know it's not so. I'm about to risk my life. Say this. I'm about to risk it all. I'm about to, like Melo when he saw Rihanna at that party when he was off the hand. I'm about to risk it all. For this. Wow, I got what he really said, bro. What what did wow. he say? What did he okay. say? I can't say these words, but um just just give us an edited version. Just Yeah, okay, okay, okay. okay. They gotta group, be messages, group, group, group messages were sent to Bruce Allen, the former president of the Washington football team, and others while he was working for ESPN as a color analyst during Monday night football. The sports neck Network's weekly primetime telecast of NFL games in emails, Gruden called the league's commissioner, Roger Goodell, a word that rhymes with maggot. Mm. Mm. And clueless and anti-football kitty cat. And said that Goodell should not have pressured Jeff Fisher being the coach of the Rams to draft a roar that rides with gears. Wait, Wait, about, what? Uh, it's about to do with that the Rams drafted? Yeah. Michael Sam? Yeah. yeah. Didn't he get cut before the season started? Well, all I'm gonna say is I, I, I that that's wild. That that's that's wild. And 2021, wow, wow. And again, wow. we could use the excuse that like he 58. Back then he was 48. You should have knew better. You should have <laughs> knew. I mean, are you I, I just Googled John Gruden and there's three people that are from Detroit. You know what I'm saying? Y'all have moved to different places. But do you know where John Gruden is from? Where? He's from Sandusky, Ohio. 
Oh. Are you oh, surprised? Oh, okay. It makes a lot more sense now. It makes a lot more sense now. It make, any listeners we got at Sandusky, hold up. Don't turn the dial yet. I'm sorry, but you know your city. Come on. <laughs> like, come the only on. good thing about Sandusky is Cedar Point. It's the only good thing. Uh, and that ain't even a good thing. Is it? No, exactly. Like, <laughs> you know the weirdest part about growing up becoming an adult is realizing like, oh man, we went to Cedar Point for vacations? We was poor, huh? Like, you, you, really do, you know why, do you know why Cedar Point is popping, especially for Detroiters? Why? The best ability... It's availability. It's availability. Yep. Uh, uh, you're right. You're right. That's tough. That's tough, man. See, John Gruden done knocked us all off our square out here, man. You know, again, and, and let this be a lesson. Let this be a lesson to everyone who is listening to this show right now, right? You're on Twitch, which tells us that you're a little technology smart, but tell this to all of your family members who may not be, Okay. Do not extend your hatred for any other group of people to the point where John Gruden is a millionaire. He's going to be a millionaire without this. He'll be okay. All right. Your aunt is not that. Okay. Because if she's out here calling people words that rhyme with maggot and words that rhyme with gears, guess what? She's going to have a much harder time feeding herself at the end of that. Okay. Your, your mm-hmm. uncle, your, your dad. You know, all those folks. Now, don't get me wrong. If you got a big brother that's 28 and he a right-wing troll, hey, you just got to live with that. He just love his life. Good for him. But, man, you... Whew, you have whew. to you have to know how to be a professional. I mean, Absolutely. that's, just, that's, just, that's what I'm down to the end of the day. Like, you can play all day with people you know in your small circle, which I don't advise. I mean, you shouldn't. There's no reason to hate anybody. But you can play all day with your circle. But when it's time to be professional, you be professional. And what Gruden just showed is he was not the perfect professional. He, he was the Absolutely. opposite of that. And again, it's it's a different day and time. It's a different day and time. Stuff that in 2000 you would have got away with, you're going on a chopping block for now. You're yeah. going on a chopping block. Like, it's just the reality. And again, for rich and famous people, they live by a different set of rules. Okay? But even them, they're not exempt to from this thing. So... You know, don't play with yourself like that. Never play yourself. Don't ever play yourself. Don't don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. And speaking of folks who played themselves, Wilder goes back for the third and final fight of the trilogy. He suffers an eleventh round knockout to the Gypsy King Tyson Fury. <laughs> Fellas, what what do y'all make of this fight? What is 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 it is it finally like all right? This is the end of this, and and Fury is definitively the greatest heavyweight of our time. Yeah, he, or, he is. Yeah, he is. He uh, I mean, he already should been, and he should have already been crowned as such. Only because a lot of people tend to forget that that Wilder got into boxing pretty late. Uh, out of necessity, he was naturally gifted at it, and he had some some personal troubles that he had to get over. But at the same time, um, especially when it comes to the heavyweight division in boxing, it's not a lot of technicians. So Wilder was able to get away with low stamina, being stronger than a lot of people, having one-punch power, and he was able to get away with that for years. And he's the second best heavyweight in the world, but when the best heavyweight in the world is, is six foot nine, 
um, training at 300 pounds and fighting at 275. And he's he's faster than most people, a better technician than anyone in the heavyweight division has the stamina to go for for 11 rounds and still have legs under him after being knocked down three times. It's just kind of hard to beat that. So uh, I, I know a lot of people were pulling for Wilder, but if you're a, a fan of the sport, if you're a fan of fighting, you saw that coming. I had Fury winning by decision, but at the same time, once you get out of about round four with Wilder, it's going to be hard for him to get that same power to knock somebody down like Fury. Also, keeping in mind, last time he fought Fury, Wilder was at 213, and he felt like he needed more power to try to get that one-punch knockout. So he bulked up to 240 for this fight. So somebody that already had poor stamina for majority of their career bulking up 30 pounds in order to fight more in order in order to to fight someone you knew the stamina wasn't going to be there and you knew his body wasn't going to be the same because the speed that he had behind those punches isn't going to be there either most fighters go down in weight in order to uh in, in order to consent for these fights and he went up 30 pounds so i saw that coming but it is it's um I know that people was pulling for Wilder, but there's no shame in being number two. I mean, he just lost to arguably the the, the best heavyweight we've seen in, in 20, 30 years. So. Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay. You know, I thought, and I, I have been, I have been wrong before and I've, I've long held some, some views about different boxers and all that. And, and I understand that like physique doesn't make the athlete. I get it. As a former defensive lineman, I understand that. I thought that Anthony Joshua was next up. And then Ruiz came and put the pause on, bro, and it was like, what is this nonsense? What what's going on here? You know the, the the thing with Anthony Joshua is he's a uh, he was a young promising fighter that had all of the tools that would make a great fighter, but also uh, hard work be talent when talent doesn't work hard. And Anthony Joshua is one of those cases to where you know that once the world planted him as the next big big thing, he felt like the work was done. Mm, mm. You've never arrived, ladies and gentlemen. You have never arrived. You, you have never arrived. You always got more work to do. Chris, what did you think about this fight, man? Uh, I was surprised it went so long. I mean, I, I expected it to be a six round, six round decision. I mean, I really did not. I mean, you know what I never understood about some boxers? Why you keep fighting the same guy? Is it like just some built up aggression, or is it like? Well, it's it's the money part of it, of course. Right. I, I mean, I, the, I the definitely know team. that, but but I mean. Can you go fight like three other fights and win them and make yourself look you what, better? If, you know, if you telling me I get paid twenty mil to go fight Deontay Wilder tomorrow, I go do it. Yeah. I go do so, it. It's I've a been beat up for things. a lot less than twenty yeah. million dollars. Like, <laughs> hey, let's get back in this ring and go again. Like, we're what? It's a matter of a few things. It's the purse in it. You also got to think if you saying, "Hey, we got this mega fight between." It's only at the most. It's only four or five notable heavyweights in the world. Only two of them are household names, and that's Wilder and Fury. So if they say, hey, Wilder, take this fight against Fury for a third time, you get 50 million. Uh, but, you know, the, month, the, the the third fight is 14 months away, apart. Are you really taking that risk to fight a dude that's ranked number 10 and you get six million and you might risk during that fight? You don't know what he got in store for you. You might break a rib. You might punch him wrong or you might break a hand. So that's really the thing. Once you get to that point, being a boxer is more about that 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 purse is really nothing you got left to prove, unless it's against the only person that's ahead of you. 
Yeah, I, I, I'd love to experience that. I'm trying to see what that's about. I ain't never had that before. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, like I said, I, all the times I done got beat up in life. Heck, heck, even the times I done whooped the wheels off somebody in life, I ain't get paid for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was just, uh, all right, good job. That's what you're supposed to do. You know what I mean? And that was just, mm-hmm. Or, Lord forbid, if you got one of them, you beat them up or I'm going to beat you up. So that was just the worst time ever. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, it is what it is. And, and, and Wilder, I'm not going to put him on the slander hotline because, I mean, hey, he got bread. He got bread to get beat up at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely ain't nothing wrong with that. Get paid, young redacted, get paid. All right. <laughs> but another impressive physical specimen who is going to be on our slander hotline. And I want to include all of these NBA players. Who said they wasn't coming? They wasn't going. I ain't taking a shot. I ain't coming back to camp. Because here's my thing. The same thing that I said when they were protesting in the bubble to combat uh, racial inequality and all that good stuff, right? I'm all for it. How far are you willing to go? Some of these players showed that they wasn't willing to go around the block for their calls. Uh, Wiggins got the shot. (laughs) And Ben Simmons, who said that there was no way that he was ever coming back to the Sixers. Apparently, the reports are that he and Rich Paul are working it out somehow that he's going to come back. He's just not going to check in any game. To me, it is the fact that he wants to leave is not slanderable. What he did in the playoffs, very slanderable. The fact that he's now coming back after saying he wasn't playing there no more, very slanderable. But it's, it's nonsense. It's nonsense. Stand on the word. Stand on your word, young man. If you're going to say, I ain't coming back, don't come back. Good. Be a man about it. Hey, yeah. I'm fine with I'm fine with forfeiting that eight million, and that's just that on that. I don't care. I don't care. Y'all keep it. Y'all can take it. Take that money with you. I'm not going nowhere. Because I promise you, once you give up that eight, they're gonna be like, oh wait, hold on, hold on. We really got to get rid of him because he really don't care. But now look at you, stupid, stuck in Philly where the fans is cussing you out, calling you a bum. Terrible. I, I think I think I think Rich Paul realized because you know Rich Paul's probably working behind the scenes. I think what he realized ultimately is like, well, Ben, we done tried to trade you to every team, and every team don't want to give up nothing for you because they think that you worthless now. So I think he realized like, all right, if you play a couple games, get your value up, we get you out of Philly. But until then, I don't know how we gonna get you out of Philly. I really don't. Like this is we talking about Ben Simmons, a guy that. Players on the team were going to take a private jet to meet him at his workout and talk to him and tell yep. them it's not his fault. Tell them, it, 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 like, we still want you here. And he told them, don't even bother because I'm not coming outside. That's basically what he told them. He told them, don't <laughs> Again. even bother because I'm not going they, They're a different breed. If I'm playing in the NBA and I'm, I'm a millionaire, you a millionaire, you a super max millionaire, I'm not going nowhere to tell you nothing. If you don't want to come, Good. Stay where you at. Hey, Daryl, Daryl. Um, so now that we got about 40 mil back on the books, you think you think you go roundhouse some of that 40 to me? You know, like a little six or seven out that 40. You know what I mean? Not crazy. Some slight. I'm just saying. And, and, just the, and the, the crazy part is, Gibbs, the crazy part is he, he picked the wrong time to announce he was coming back because I think the closer we got to the season, the closer teams are being a little bit more desperate because it's a lot of teams that got to see their rookies and the young guys playing the preseason. 
And to be honest with you, I don't know about y'all, but I've been watching a little bit of preseason. And Portland, I really do not see Dane playing more than 10, 20 games there. Like, if he does, I will be shocked. I'll tell you what. look. I'll tell you what. Uh, Ben for Kyrie, straight up. Who says no? I mean, you. Who says no? Oh, well, first of all, Philly will say no. So, but but why? But hear me out. But hear me out. Why? Because if you got a player who's saying, I'm not coming back regardless, nothing you do can make me come back, right? Okay, cool. Cool. You try to play that game and you try to trade them. What if they found out that his trade value is so far? They've tried the whole, oh, you got to give us three first rounders and two starters. No, I, I, I just I think I think the only thing that's stopping that is uh, I don't know what Kyrie's relationship is like with the other players in Brooklyn now that he's made his decision regarding the vaccine. But I think it might be some some I think the players in Brooklyn might be champion championing for Kyrie to stay on the team. I'm a I'm gonna say this right. I'm a I'm gonna take a page out the Artie Ziff media book right. If I'm KD, if I'm Harden. If if Kyrie don't want to get the shot, I'm asking for a trade. I'm gonna look at Steve Nash. Give me one reason to stay here, <laughs> and I'll turn right back around. But I don't think you got it. I don't think you got it. You can't tell me that this team is ready to compete for a championship without Kyrie. You can't tell me that. If you tell me, think about it this way: What have we always talked about? The 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 Nets have lacked defense. We've always said they lack defense. They're going to need guys to play defense. They're going to need guys to rebound. You know who you can get both of those in? Mr. Simmons. Yeah. And and that's most shots for Harden because he took what, a lot of shots. Left. What has Embiid's problem been with Ben Simmons? He refuses to shoot the ball. You know who's got no problem shooting that ball 25 times <laughs> a game? Kyrie Irving. He can knock down all the shots. That Kyrie... And and uh and but B you pick go, and roll, pick and pop. But you also don't no, nah, but give but give you forgetting it's Kyrie, bro. You don't know where he's gonna be at mentally after he get traded. You don't know what Kyrie you're gonna get. You don't know when he's gonna show up. You also don't know what he's gonna do if they have a bad week. Like if somebody say the wrong thing to Kyrie, he might retire. So let me ask you this. Let's say we even throw in Joe Harris. Would the Nets say no at that point? Do you see the Nets saying, no, that's too much? Joe Harris and the Kyrie that's going to miss half the games because he ain't vaccinated, that's too much for me. That's too high for my blood for a 25-year-old star that we all know. We have all kind of ridden Ben Simmons off to an extent. But the reality I, I, is... I, I haven't gave up on him. I think something going to click eventually. Well, and well he'll be... let, me, let me not say written off as in like we think he's terrible. But we all have a ceiling for Ben Simmons that's like... Because yeah, remember, yeah. we all thought... And, or not we all thought. We all knew and said out loud, everybody, if he ever learns how to shoot the ball, he's the next LeBron. We all said that. Everybody. I mean, yeah. ain't even got to shoot the ball. Because if you think about it, LeBron first run at Cleveland... He wasn't a knockdown shooter. He just attempted. If he just attempted shots, like, bro, that picture with Trey Young under the rim and Ben Simmons looking away from the rim when he already had his arms lined up with the rim. The sickest part about it is Trey Young is 5'10 on a good day. 
And Trey Young was like bent over, partially prepared to get yammed on. Yeah. <laughs> and Bill was like, don't worry but, about it, bro. I like you. Here, Matisse. I, I, I know we don't promote other pods on the on the show, but uh I was listening to JJ Reddick pod. Uh, JJ Reddick, uh, he's a friend of the pod to me. JJ Reddick, silly guy. I, I like JJ Reddick a lot. Um, Matisse Thibel was on there, right? Mm-hmm. And Matisse Thibel said he was kind of, kind of like defending Ben in a way. Like you got to listen to the whole podcast, but I'll take an insert of what he said on that pod. He said people, people were so hard on Ben, they forgot I'm the one that fouled to get them them free throws to put them up five. They forget that. Like he said, I got no criticism at all because everybody was so mad at B. But here's the thing, and here's the thing, and good old Matisse for trying to take right. the the blame there. But here's the reality: it's never gonna be on the other guys if you're the star. It's not. It's not. It's not. And, and, and when, it should have went seven LeBron games lost, anyway. When LeBron lost that finals in 2011, who was sitting up there? Hey, bro, Norris Cole did not perform in that series at all. Who was sitting up there <laughs> if if Mario Chalmers knocked down those threes? You know, LeBron was dishing and he was open. That's not how it works. Unless it's a team like those bad boys Pistons where it was four or five guys where you're like, you don't know who it's going to come from. They have to perform well as a team. Unless it's a situation like that, the star will always get the blame. Period. Period. But guess what? That's why the star is a hundred millionaire. That's why the stars, kids, 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 ain't got to work again. Meanwhile, Will Bynum out here committing PPP fraud. That's, that's <laughs> the difference. That's the difference. Yeah. The difference uh, is Matisse Tybel will not get the criticism because nobody expects him to be the number one option. They expect him to be a 3 and D guy. That's all we need you to do. And even when you mess that up, guess what? They're going to expect the star to cover over your multitude of sins. Hey, all I'm saying is if Ben could average 29, bro, Ben would be an MVP candidate. The thing, like, bro, if you listen to that interview with Thibel, Thibel said in practice, he's never seen nothing like that. And Thibel is the first team on defender. First team on defender. Mm-hmm. He will be for years to come. Thibel is that good on defense. Absolutely, yeah. He's he said minute. he's seen things on in Ben Simmons on practice where he shut down on, on a, a half-court setting. He shut down all five players by himself. Because he's so long and he might be the fastest on the team. When you and got that, somebody at 16 that quick and can move like that on defense. And that's that's what I'm saying by Ben has a, a ceiling that we all know. We all know he has a ceiling and certain limitations. But even with that, if I'm Daryl Morey, I'm going to the Nets right now. I can give you a championship tomorrow. Tomorrow. Because if Ben Simmons goes there, packing the mail. This year is gone. This year is gone. <laughs> he he gives the Nets everything that they lack in one player. Yeah. He gives them a 6'10 guy that will rebound. He gives them a guy who then opens up more shooting for uh, Durant and for Harden, Harden. Because if you say to yourself, oh, we're just going to pack the paint in to stop Ben Simmons, how you going to do it? Who you going to sag off? Well, hey, listen, I love it, Gibbs. I love it. But how often do you see a one and two seed make a trade? Not often at all. And then another thing, how often do you see the star player telling somebody they want this guy and they trade him anyway? You don't see that often? I, listen, no? I agree. I agree. But what I'm saying is this is a all everything in this situation is unique because how often do you see a star player who's willing to miss half the season on principle? 
Not often at all. And the I think the best medicine, the best medicine for Ben Simmons is to trade him to Sacramento for oh. Aaron Fox and Buddy Hill. That oh. is the best. Because the, the Sacramento, obviously, with Luke Warden, y'all are not going to rebuild. Y'all not y'all not gonna rebuild. Y'all just gonna y'all keeping these young guys just to stay relevant. You send De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Hill over there, and Ben Simmons blossoms somehow, some way into the player that we know he can be. You got a Demarcus Cousins situation where you got an All Star over there, and you just need somebody to be willing to go over there and sacrifice. So you throw out the bags to him. You get them two big contracts off your books. That's a max deal and another max deal. You got somebody to throw a bag at. You pair him with Ben Simmons. And I'll tell you what, if the problem with Ben and his his lack of desire to shoot is scrutiny, nobody ever scrutinizes the Kings. Nobody cares about the <laughs> Ever. 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 And the thing is, the thing is, Ben will have, like, it, it will be literally no reason why he doesn't shoot 25 shots again. Like, I it mean, will be absolutely no reason. I mean this with everything in my heart. I do not know what the worst part of Marvin Bagley's game is. I, you could not like whatever you said, like, oh, he's bad at this. I just have to take you at face value for it and be like, yeah, it makes sense. Like, uh, <laughs> it's the Kings. Nobody cares. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He went, like, bro, you trade De'Aaron and Buddy Hill. That's 50 shots a game you trade away. Ben would have to cover at least 20 to 25 shots a game. Like, he would have, like, it's no. Like, you will have to pay. I will go on top of a mountain with my whole life savings and put it up there and say Ben Simmons will shoot at least 19 shots, 19 and a half shots a game. I will bet the over on that every game. Hey, Chris, you got, a lot, you got a lot of life savings saved up. I don't know about that bet if I'm you. <laughs> I'm saying, bro, about that because bet, he would. Listen, bro, it will be no ball handlers there. It will be no scores there. It will be Halliburton, Ben Simmons, Bagley. That will be it. I don't even know I can name the rest of the roster. Again, I'm not disagreeing with you, but we the things that we've seen from Ben Simmons, he pulled a salons when he saw uh, Trey Young under that rim. He saw things he imagined under that rim. You know what I'm saying? And there was a rim protector somewhere over here. No, that was- the, the the other pick I got, the other place that I think that Ben Simmons would thrive in, and y'all might think it's a little weird, but I think if he went to the Clippers. If you went I, to the Clippers, I I, I I can't I can't see that only because they don't have guys who hit big time shots. That's, they that's don't, the but they they don't. But but the thing sure? about the Clippers is absolutely, absolutely. Kawhi Kawhi, Kawhi never hit big time shots. I think Kawhi and PG hit big time shots. They just don't put themselves really? in a position to hit them shots often. Really, those two hit big time shots. Yeah. Man. What did they do Game Seven against them Nuggets? They got I mean, on. I mean, they got whooped on, but but no, 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 no. They took, no. they took, the not the team. I'm talking about those two specific. They okay, got, man, they man. got whooped on. They went right. over what? If if, if if they in a position to hit shots to get you the game, they'll hit them. They gotta that's be in too, a position. They gotta too, be in a position man. to hit the shots in the first place. So if you that's, down that's, twenty, ain't none of them shots a big time shot no more. But but think about it. Had they actually hit those shots to begin with? It wouldn't have been no, oh, well, well, well they need to do da-da-da-da-da and da 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 to get it. It wouldn't have been none of that. It wouldn't have been, oh, the shots were big time because they was getting beat. Because guess what? Listen. They were the reason that that team was getting whooped. Ka- Kawhi got a lot of game winners. And also, also on top of that, if you tell me Kawhi PG is what I got to work with to hit a big shot, I, I, I feel like I'm green. I'm green. Yeah. I'm green, man. I'm green. That's not a bad two. 
that's not a bad tool in the league as currently constructed. Those are two top 15 players in the league. Paul George is a little, eh, but. Man, listen. Like Guyton said about, uh, like Guyton said about Six Flags, the best ability is availability. Kawhi ain't never going to be available. And Paul George, <laughs> Paul George played out of his mind last year in the playoffs. I give yep. him that. I give him that. I give him his respect, all his love for that. But for whatever reason, when there's another star on the floor with Paul George, he shrinks. He disappeared. True, true, true. And what I'm so, saying, though, you bring Ben over, he don't need – the, the, the Clippers lack a rebounder, a definite rebounder, and they lack a playmaker. They don't have a guard over there to make any plays for Kawhi and PG. So okay, basically, you, when, you, when, you see, you when you see the defense come, they locking in on Kawhi and PG. Even on switches. They're they not even they – not even. what you going to go guard? Zubat? I'm leaving Zubat open. I'll leave my front door to my house open and Zubat won't go in there and shoot like <laughs> I get that. I get that. Well, so well, you add that defense and that playmaking and the rebounding, he don't even. He could shoot five attempts a game, and that'd be okay because he'd be setting up Kawhi and PG. Yeah, I understand. I, I ain't gonna disagree with you there. Well, we know that we y'all tired of us talking about Gruden and talking about Kyrie and talking about all these folks with no sense. But come on back next week and the week after that and the week after that, and don't send nasty stuff in your work emails. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah, no.